Hi, moms. Welcome to the Honest Mom Podcast chapter series, going through each chapter of my book, The Honest Mom Project, Acknowledge Your Feelings, Break Free from Expectations, Build Your Beautiful Life as a Mother, which is currently available for pre-sale on Amazon, and it launches officially January 27th of 2023, wherever you find books along with um, the company that I worked with on this book, Book Baby. You can go on their bookstore as well. Thank you so much for your support. I'd love to hear your feedback as you travel through each chapter and I read you just a little snippet um, from each one to give you a taste of what this book is all about because this book is for you. So I hopefully, hopefully you find strength to acknowledge your own feelings, break free from any of the expectations that you may have had, and build your beautiful life as a mother. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this week's chapter. Welcome back to our book series, Chapter 5 of The Honest Mom Project. Acknowledge your feelings, break free from expectations, and build your beautiful life as a mother. I promise you I won't be reading that subtitle every time. Chapter five again, how to politely tell someone to shut the fuck up. So this chapter is all about the external noise that we hear, read, that's on our phones when it comes to advice, what you should do, people telling you this, doctors, Dr. Google, you know, people that just want to tell you what to do. And so it can be very overwhelming where this chapter I hope will help you navigate through this and to find that internal mom compass. So let's get started. From the moment I announced I was pregnant, information hit me from every angle. You know, when you simply look at an Instagram ad and suddenly that sweater you thought was pretty is now on your social media platforms. Your Alexa then says in a gentle robotic whisper, Michelle, I found a sweater I thought you'd love. That's what happens when you tell just one person you're pregnant. Word travels fast, and then the crowd of fans grows every single day. Sometimes you don't even have to tell someone. You may just be like me, where the world may simply notice you deny your usual mojito and gasp, you're pregnant. Next thing you know, Baby books are donated. Advice is given without being asked. Ads appear on your social media feed. You'll reach out to Dr. Google along with your own doctor. Take a class or two. Attend a baby expo or three. Join some mommy Facebook groups. Follow various Instagram accounts. And your brain will start filling up with all the what's best for baby. These are just half of the resources that will be pounding on your door, and you haven't even touched the second trimester. Questions will flood your conversations, such as, how are you feeling? Are you eating enough? I don't think you should be exercising like that anymore. You're still traveling for work? Oh, does your diet have enough iron in it? What did your doctor say? She didn't talk about X, Y, or Z with you yet? Hmm, what kind of a doctor are you seeing? I know someone. Let me make a call. Why aren't you? Why are you? When are you going to? How are you going to? 
After I peed on the stick, told my husband, and confirmed with my OBGYN I was pregnant, I started the nine-month process of to-dos, don'ts, shoulds, shouldn'ts, musts, and nevers. My OBGYN, on the other hand, was a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, doctor. Come on in, legs and stirrups, open wide, slide it in, brr, that's cold, shit, that hurts, swab, and done. Boobs feel good, ovaries feel fine, see you next year. I'd return to work in time to eat a sandwich at my desk. She had the same strategy with my pregnancy. Her version of what to expect when you're expecting was in the form of another overly Xerox sheet of do's and don'ts for whatever stage I was at in my pregnancy. Um, so do you have any questions? Nope. Okay, we'll see you again in... I always felt like I was wasting her time and she was in a rush, so I didn't ask much. I felt this pressure to be fast and low maintenance. Heck, I could always try to figure it out in my, on my own with the 47 resources I had. And if I couldn't, then I'll ask her. Maybe. There were the classes offered at the hospital I was delivering at. I chose Breastfeeding 101, Baby CPR also known as me and my husband, laughing and taking selfies with our CPR dolls, and a general what-to-expect class going through each trimester as well as delivery. I added these to the bookshelf of information stacked in my brain. I mean, the more information, the better, right? What's interesting is at the time I was attending these classes, I felt super confident and that this motherhood gig was going to be a piece of cake. I felt prepared. I had the tools, but after Brooklyn was born, I never felt so lost. It's as if I had all that I had learned was forgotten or didn't even apply to us. My baby shower was another interesting load of information. Products and all the must-haves for my baby and me to have the most magical pregnancy, birth, and beyond. I completed my registry down the aisles of Bye Bye Baby with my sister-in-law's registry since she had already done the research. We had our girls around the same time, which made my registry a piece of cake. I scanned what she had along with adding some unnecessary outfits and a few shout outs of, "Hun, do you think we need this? Who is inventing all this baby stuff anyways? We all know we didn't have a dizzying amount of stuff when we were babies. My mom cloth diapered me and basically laid me on the bottom of a playpen to fend for myself. As a toddler, my mom simply put an empty laundry basket next to me to play with. I could make an entire photo album of me in a laundry basket or a cardboard box. As a child of the 70s, our moms didn't have as much shit as we do right now. So I go into more detail about just how overwhelming all this like motherhood information, products and things, you know, can be. So, okay. Oh, this one's a good one. Okay. The real, real housewives. So last chapter, I talked about some housewives. You can tell I'm a housewives fan. Brooklyn arrived in the world at 627 AM. By 730 AM, I had a lactation nurse in my room, bringing my baby to me for the first dose of mom reality. I wasn't even given time to longingly stare at my baby. She popped, she propped me up with pillows, grabbed my boob, smashed it like a burger, and shoved half of it into Brooklyn's mouth. I want to take a moment to thank Kristen Bell for this analogy of the burger boob. And a huge laugh. 
She latched as I sat there in a daze and just stared at her. Okay, not so bad. So far, so good. If we hit any bumps along the way, I assumed I'd figure it out somehow. The nurse popped in often to remind me to feed her just in case I forgot as I frantically tried to recreate my boob burger. These women obviously were there to help me, but I felt suffocated as they stalked and stared at my boobs while I fed her. All right, so more stuff on how I got kind of addicted to Dr. Google and got in this breastfeeding hell of researching everything and getting just lost in all of the things that I found. The next section is, why don't I know what to do? I'm so confused. Let's cut to the good news first. Most of the time, you do know what to do. That knowledge is in there, but it's just hidden by our huge fears of failure, looking stupid, screwing up our baby, others knowing all this, and too much information being thrown at us. All right. So that section, I love that section because it just goes through, you know, making you feel less overwhelmed, knowing that there isn't one magic solution and how to get your mind wrapped around, you know, that there are other options out there and to, ha- to how to lessen your anxiety. We keep searching for that one magic solution and that's massive pressure and totally unrealistic. All right, so you'll love that section. And also that information changes constantly and your baby is different. So affirmations that this is just, you know, you learning every day and just being open to mistakes and learning. And I help you in this chapter feel better about that. And knowing that if plan A doesn't work, there's always a B or even a C. All right, and this this section I love. Know you will be judged. Here we go. Let's just cut to the chase. Strangers will judge you. Your family will judge you. Good friends, casual mom friends, and strangers in a so-called supportive Facebook group will judge you. As humans, we judge. I've judged. I still catch myself judging. We also judge ourselves every single day. Keep this in mind. Your truth and your story are not the same as theirs. You don't know their entire story the same way they don't know yours. Keep creating your unique story. And like Brene Brown says, only tell it to people that have earned the right to hear it. It's not their job to approve what you're doing, and it's not your job to approve what they're doing. Aren't we busy enough with our own lives? Remember all this the next time you find yourself judging another fellow mom who's just doing her best to get through another day like you. So I go through more here. The next section is about trusting other people's advice and how to know and have that sign that you can trust it and how to get into that internal mom compass. Um, We've got a section about finding your people that can help you because like I said, we can't do this alone. So how do we find people that um, we can really, you know, trust and feel comfortable with their advice and that they're supportive of us. So I give you tips and tools and things to look out for with people's behaviors and how they give you advice and what to look out for with people giving you advice. I help you along as well in this chapter with creating your mom compass and how to get centered and find your own path And, you know, like I said, there's going to be advice out there. You may take some of it. You may not. But to really trust your own judgment. 
So amazing chapter um, sections here. This is harder than dating. So that's all about you and your baby communicating because it's hard when they can't talk and you don't know what they need. So that section really focuses and hones in on trusting your mom instincts and how to do that. All right. So I love this one. And I'm going to conclude this chapter reading with this. There's more in this chapter, but newsflash, in case you didn't know, setbacks happen. There are no guarantees. You will doubt yourself a lot. <laughs> it's okay if you don't have your shit together. It's okay if something you're trying takes a long time to get results. It's okay that the thing you're trying isn't easy because it's not supposed to be. It's okay if you're so exhausted and want to give up. It's okay if there are some tears and screaming into towels behind closed doors. It's okay to have a plan B, C, or even D. You're going to make mistakes, a lot of them. Mistakes are needed to learn and grow. And finally, in case you didn't know, you don't have to save the world or do it all on your own. I hope you enjoy this chapter five and all that will bring you about honing in on what works for you and how to filter all the advice and words and judgments and comments and sidebars that you'll hear that will make you question yourself. And I don't want that for you. So I hope this chapter helps you gain confidence in all the decisions that you make. And even if you don't have that confidence, you know, just to know that there's people in your corner. Thank you for listening. And then our next chapter, chapter six, is going to be, maybe I'm just wired for mom guilt. Thank you so much for listening to the Honest Mom Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review or comment so I can give you the content you deserve. To learn more, including what I offer to moms, check out michellemansfieldauthor.com. Most importantly, if you know a mom that needs to hear the words you heard today, please share the love and let's create a community of moms being honest for all of us.